I think I think I I don't ever want to see Chris's computer. Yeah. Like I I do this for a living and yet there's something just kind of inherently terrifying about whatever it's like Dan's computer I don't, ever, don't want to ever go anywhere near Dan's computer I mean well, that's for slightly different reasons but it's sticky yeah but there's just there's something about it it's that inexplicable ability to not actually do anything but nonetheless have just random shit break yeah it's kind of like every time I visit Guildford I have to fix my dad's computer and it's just running everything is slow nothing works but there's no apparent Obvious reason. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't like download filth that is infecting his hard drive with viruses or anything like that. It just somehow in his day-to-day usage, it ends up going very slow and shit in yeah, a way like, that I've never been able to replicate. When I was at university, I I, uh, I had like a an old old PC made from kind of spare parts that I lent to one of my roommates, and within like two weeks, it was just fucked. Hmm. And in that case, it was clearly explicable by the fact that he'd just been downloading vast quantities of pornography off Kazar. Yeah. And most of it was like Britney Spears naked.exe. Yeah. And he would just, bear in mind, this guy was doing a computer science degree. Hmm. And he would just gleefully download them and run them and then go, my computer's not working properly. It's like, I can't imagine why. At least there was a clear. Yeah, there was a smoking gun. To, yeah. Um, whereas with Chris and Dan, I mean. God knows. Well, Dan, I would, I wouldn't rule out the um, bad point. No, that that is also true. Um, but Chris is a clean living vegan, so he would uh, he never even touches his penis. Is there is there vegan porn? Um, well, he's back. Let's ask him. So we we're just discussing vegan porn. Is that is that such a thing? Is there ethically sourced pornography? Well, I mean, if you don't know, we're not going to know. Well, You're I don't, vegan. Not to put too fine a point on it, what have you been cracking <laughs> off to for the last Yeah, it's eight entirely months? possible, Chris, that you've been looking at non-vegan yeah. pornography. Yeah, like my tea. Well, I mean, that's your only hope at this point. Hmm. What about, like, BDSM that involves leather? Yes. Am I? How so? See you in what context. <laughs> oh, is this going back to my asphyxia wanking? I seem to remember this conversation happening once, yes. Yeah, but yes. that's only Graham. Yeah. You can't, I can't vouch for all porn, <laughs> and nor will I. <laughs> I'm a spokesman for pornography. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, in that case, I'd like to apologise <laughs> on behalf of my industry for um, all the shame. I would, I would like to rapidly segue from this into something that I think, I, I hope you. No, you didn't. Um, and oh, he's gone again. I think he's died. So, oh no, he's back again. It's, it's remarkable. So, I think it's probably that his computer keeps locking up because it is bad and like. His, Still of evil spirits or whatever. Because of his non-vegan porn that he's yeah, been... Yeah, probably. Um, and, yeah, not anymore. It's been touched by you, Chris. I think you are the common factor here, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, <laughs> you literally <laughs> are the common factor. Where was I? Oh, yes. Pornography. Donald Trump. Um, I assume you have both seen the excerpts from Stormy Daniels' book regarding the Trumpster. Hmm. Yes, I did the same thing. Well, no, um, I read mine on the BBC. Yeah, so for those unaware, uh, I believe the uh, phrase was Yeti pubes and a mushroom-like penis that resembles Toad from Mario Kart. Which I think is fine. I mean, out of all of the characters in Mario Kart, Toad is probably the one... I mean, he looks the most like a penis, yeah. It's the least upsetting one, I think. I mean, if it looked like Donkey Kong, you got a problem. <laughs> or Bowser. Yeah, or... Um, What's the the skeleton one? You, don't, oh, you do not oh, want yeah, a skeleton no, penis. No, you don't. Um, or Yoshi. I mean, I mean that wouldn't be great. Yeah. No. I mean, Wario I, I, would be the worst. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, yeah. I suspect that's more to do with the fact that most of their target audience have probably never been near a computer in their lives. Well, I understood that to be a direct quote because she doesn't play that Mario is, Kart. Yeah, she did She did specify the Toad-like character yeah. for Mario Kart. So I, I think it's ignorance on her part and she well, needs to I mean, yes, research is, more. In her defence, uh, it's she's not really a journalist. Well, that, I don't think that's any excuse. I think if you're going to have sex with a president and then say he's got a weird-looking knob, it's your duty to research exactly no, what that's, it is. Oh, he's true. gone again. You want to make sure you've got a very accurate comparison. Can you still see Chris? No, he's gone. Super. Um, which is fair enough. Like you don't, you don't want to get that sort of thing wrong. But it's what what's kind of surprised me is that he hasn't come out with an immediate denial. I'm back. Yeah, or like deflected it and said that she's got a vagina-like. Um, uh, link from Zelda or something. Yeah, like you, you'd expect that within a few hours, uh, Sarah Sanders would have been up at the podium making a statement uh, in which she displayed a selection of slides showing the president's penis and how it definitely didn't look like Toad. Well, no, I I think I'm back. Hello. Yeah, we, we know we were, we're just, just... going to gloss over it and try and remain professional. Okay. But you've, you've derailed that, so what do you yeah. want to say? Um, no, nothing. I was, I was quite happy listening. Okay, well, thanks, good. Thanks for that interview. That's, that's great. I just wanted you to know you have my full support. I just wanted you to both know, good luck, we're all counting this, on yeah, you. Yeah, so is this an airplane-style thing? You're just going to periodically pop into the podcast and wish us mm. luck? Yeah, okay. Cool. Excellent. So, uh, I noticed that Dan hasn't even bothered to record any audio diaries for us. No. Uh, I mean, he did, and I mean, this is worth pointing out. He did listen to an episode. Well, he says he did. Well, I mean, I can't see any reason for him to lie on the basis that up to this point, he has not lied about listening to any of the episodes. He's just said, I don't bother. But then he said he would do, so then it stands to reason that he might lie. To mm, I suppose. Just to... Save being badgered. I but, think I in mean, this, this case he's probably telling the truth. Yeah, I think we, we covered last week that he hasn't instantly um, shouted at us about the project debrief. Maybe we were too cryptic and he didn't realise what we were talking about. Yeah, that's true actually. We didn't use her full name and address. We were very subtle by our usual standards. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe we were too subtle. I apologise. It's fine, we'll make sure it won't happen again. Hmm. Um, okay. So the, uh, the Ploppy Boys hangout has gone from strength to strength. Uh, we're now five members strong, or is it four? How many? Chris? Uh, I don't know. You know maths. Well, I could look, couldn't I? Yes. Um, so Alistair from Nottingham, David from Birmingham, Christian from Scotland, me and Chris. By so my very much the usual suspects. Oh yeah. So by my maths, that is uh, eight hundred. Okay. Just waiting yeah. to hear from uh, from our adjudication. Uh, I make it less than eight hundred. Okay. Well, it's somewhere between zero and eight hundred members. Yeah. Who all uh, and Chris has he got all upset because we were describing with the NATO uh, um, approved Bristol stool chart we were describing the number of each plop uh, but Chris got all squeamish and prudish about it so now we've just reverted to saying plop I just think it's lost some of the magic I think it's added extra magic (laughs) no no no, it hasn't Oh well me and David um, had sort of spitballed that's a terrible um Apologies, that was a terrible turn of phrase to use in this conversation. But we had sort of come up with a, an idea of maybe using the Bristol Stool Chart as a multiplier to give a score, and then we could have a leaderboard. Because it's not just about quantity, is it? It's about, um, I was going to say consistency, but again, it, I mean, it's a minefield, this. Yeah, but what consistency are you aiming for? Well, that's the problem, because you certainly you don't want to give... A seven is not a high score, but equally, a one isn't really a high score. So you you kind of want um, deviation from the mean to be punished, don't you? You want ideally, you want to be aiming for a, for a good four. You want to be pretty average. Yeah, so four would maybe be worth um, five points, uh, and then I guess just decreasing outward on both sides. There must be a mathematical term for that. Uh, it's bell curve, isn't it? Okay, yes. Well, it's not a bell curve. Okay, well, what is it then? What you... So you want to score... F- four I suppose I suppose it would be a normal distribution, wouldn't it? Highest is for four, and then uh, decreasing, I would say, at an equal rate on both sides. Again, I do no, feel that the high the high uh, point of the scale should be punished more than the low. So what's happening is Adam is talking about distribution of data, and what you're talking about, Graham, is how you make a score, how you yes. set it up as a score. Well, ideally, the the distribution should be in that style because if it isn't, then your scoring system is going to be problematic. No, no, the, no. The, the Bristol stool chart says what good pooing is. It doesn't give any indication of of what poo is normally produced by the population. Okay, well, yeah. So we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't want to go for an average. We want to just say that we four say is optimal. Four is what we're after. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, the what you've got. Okay, the thing that you do. I'll work out a formula for you. Okay. That's what and then we want, can. Uh, I'd, I'd like an algorithm, ideally, but I don't know if that's really relevant. I think an algorithm is like a formula. Okay, well, I'm happy with that. Mm. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't really know what an algorithm is. I know it's a complicated thing that makes everything work on computers. 
and I'm sure I could find out with less than a minute's research, but I refuse to do that. Yeah, why should you? Exactly. It's just a complicated maths thing, that's all you need to know. Yeah. And I can use it in context reasonably well, so I think that's fine. Yeah. Okay, but then... Okay, how much would you get per per plop? Well, um, I mean, it's arbitrary, isn't it? I would say maybe... Oh, you want to encourage more plopping? What what kind of plopping are you trying to encourage? Well, um, uh, that's a good point, because frequency shouldn't necessarily be rewarded either, should it? Because uh-huh. if you did, say, seven fours a day... I mean, that's not great, is it? <laughs> it raises questions. One four a day, I think, is a sensible. But so we're going to have to we're going to have to reward frequency to a point, but then severely punish it over a limit. Because <laughs> if you can, if you can, I think doing two a day is to be admired. Doing five a day is grounds that's, for that's recommended. Well, not by me, not by the, uh, the ploppy boys. <laughs> We don't, five we, a day is, is we apparently can't. very important. Is that what five a day means? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I've been yeah, the... I, I don't know where people got the idea it was about fruit and vegetables. It's, now you say it, it, make, it all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Five nice big chuds a day. We, I think maybe we could draw a line under uh, this and not talk about uh, toileting for the rest of this episode. because. Well, I, I, got, um, I don't know that that's possible. Well, do you have content prepared? Well, I would like to talk about my very noisy, squiggly tummy yesterday. Because I missed lunch. And um, I was in training. And my stomach was very, very loud. It wasn't really rumbling. It was kind of percolating through. Just churning. (laughs) I could feel feel something moving. Um, Was it an eel? (laughs) I... I wouldn't rule it out. It swam up there. And, um... I, uh... Yeah, I... Uh, on the eel subject, thinking about mm. what what race of people would be most likely to use that as a, as a cure for constipation... Yeah. I don't think... I don't think I would go Chinese. I think I would go Cockney. Well, no, they eat eels. They don't pop them up their bums. Well... Down the east end, they've got eels there. That's all I'm saying is they have opportunity, and they have motive because of their bad diet. Yeah, I guess. So, what's the other uh, thing in a murder? Uh, means. Oh yeah, means oh, well, opportunity. Well, I mean. It's, oh, so yeah, you're right. They do simple. have all three. They've got all three. Yeah. Well, case closed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cockneys put eels up the bums. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Yeah, I uh, I cured myself by ordering a big bowl of chips, a big bag of chips that I ate, and that seemed to sort out the squirgling. But I really thought I was going to do an alley on my way home, and mm. by that I mean shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I I got it. Yeah. <laughs> just just yeah. so that. We could make this the alley from Nottingham special, couldn't we? No, he he had one. He didn't really, did he? Yeah, like I said last people. week it was. I said last week it was an Alistair from Nottingham special. 
Yeah, I don't well, think... It's been declared. I think that's like somebody saying, oh, uh, let's go out for drinks for your birthday. And you think, oh yeah, that would be nice. And then they just sit in the pub and get pissed and don't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens on birthdays. <laughs> so, what... Okay, I know, I think we need to plan a proper special episode dedicated well, just maybe to we could, Maybe we could each um, pick a listener... Right and um, battle like, them like Pokemon. Well, I was, I was going to say more like barcode battlers. Somehow, Ooh, like yeah, that's um, a, that is a a niche retro reference yeah, that I could... imagine most of our listeners probably wouldn't get. I don't get. I it. think Christian from Scotland will. Yeah, What's okay. Barcode battlers. What are you on about? Oh God, is this going to be another Dan Brighthouse situation? I don't know. I think Brighthouse is more culturally relevant. What well, I mean, that's true, but I mean, Chris is. did grow up at the same time as us. Yeah, so you remember Game Boys? Um, yeah, I had a Game Boy. Okay, so imagine a very shit Game Boy right. that only had one game, and it was <laughs> a, a shit fighting game. Right. And the way you would choose a fighter was to scan a barcode from any product, and that would set their stats. All right, okay. Think like really lazy top trumps. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it. And this cost several hundred pounds. Right. But you could uh, go into shops and scan different barcodes and get... Well, you couldn't even just do that because you had to cut the barcode out and slot it into a little thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, because it didn't, didn't come like a till-based like, no. you know, point-and-press scanner. Because... It had to... I guess eyes would have been lasered out of sockets. Yes, and, it would have been horrendous yeah. for children. So my question is, how did they? How did they use the barcode to generate the scores? Well, there, uh, there was a secret, to, probably yeah. an algorithm of some kind. So I think you could have found out what that was, and then got just got the you perfect could, barcode. I'm yes, sure people did. Well, I, I, I think if you search on the internet, I think there are a certain type of person who has reverse engineered that. And uh, and come to a conclusion. And well, it came with a number of barcodes when it was sold. Yeah, but they were all horseshit compared to yeah. say. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to load the good stuff in with the game. No, what you needed was like Swarfiger or um, lemons. Mm. Okay, so you, so how are we going to how are we going to turn? Our listeners into barcodes before well, we're gonna have them to, and battling them. Well, we're going to have to put their um, key information into some kind of algorithm, aren't we? Yeah, convert their, their basic attributes. So, you know maths. You can do an algorithm, please. Yeah, if you can if you can work out like how to convert Dave into a number. Yeah, so I guess Four. we need to go speed, agility... Um, it can't be one number. It has to be a series of, a series of numbers in the style of a barcode. Well, not necessarily in start. I think we can well, lose the barcode it, it element. Needs to be, yeah, you need sufficient numbers yeah. that would be comparable to a barcode. You but mean I like think... um, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent? Stuff that's like what I that. Think, yes. Yeah, that's quite good. Uh, that's quite quick thinking. Well done. Right. Um, okay. So these games. This game I'm pleased on... to report that Alistair has just done a plop. <laughs> That's very exciting, isn't it? Live, it's, it's, you know, um, in the in the nineteen sixties, um, financial people would have those ticker tape printers, and <laughs> that's kind of what my yeah. phone has become. But for um, the plops of grown men, it was today, wasn't it? There was a lot of <laughs> plopping. I came home. To. <laughs> Me, Ali, and Dave all did two um, 
in the space of a normal working day, and Ali's just done another. And Chris hasn't done any. Well, I've stopped declaring. I'm doing them in secret. Well, then you, you I'm going. Uh, is this so you get kicked out of the Ploppy Boys? Um, no, I just thought. Well, I'll just, I'm just going to keep it secret, keep it to myself. Well, then that, then you must leave the Ploppy Boys. But I know that's what you want, so <laughs> I can't. Ki- so I'm not going to kick you out. It's a catch twenty two, isn't it? It certainly is. I think I'm going to have to find out every time you do a plop and post on your behalf. Post on my, yeah, that's fair. Maybe I like, with Gemma to get out. Yeah, with. I was going to say I could engage your wife on this, and she could just text me the word plop every time you do well, one. I but could, then we're going back to old old school plop club, and I could the idea. I could go and do it in secret. Yeah, well, maybe some kind of like sure, no, surely at this point there is an Internet of Things style, I don't know, Wi-Fi enabled toilet seat that can handle this for you. Yeah, but then I'd have to do that on every toilet seat Chris could possibly visit, which is just not feasible. I think the the sensor would have to be attached to him. Okay, so yeah, I mean, you you can get um you can get what are essentially tinfoil pants. Mm. You must be able to get. Like that are designed to block, you know, Wi-Fi. Well, I you must be able to get like Internet of Things pants that like tell you when you've wet yourself or something. Can you get Bluetooth. shoes that are scales? That must be a thing you can get these days. Uh, well, you can you can certainly get Internet of Things shoes that yeah, do that do your for, like exercise, running. Well, I'm not interested I in that. They, but I if... presume they will also. I don't know whether they do the weight or not. Well, they. That... I don't know if they, they. I don't know if you can easily fit in small enough electronics that are accurate enough to. Be useful. I'm happy for the shoes to be uh, oversized like and, and ludicrous. That I mean, that actually is a benefit. Mm, fair. So I think I need shoes that weigh him, and if he ever loses oh, more see. than a certain, yeah, and it's that's a, that's a good strategy. What if I wear a heavy hat and take it off? Then well, I would yeah, get you, yes, I'd yeah. get false positive. But well, no, because I'd have a corresponding uh, increase in weight when you put the heavy hat on. Yeah, that would be one to one. Really? Well, what if I get really hungry and eat a very big plate of chips? That's well. Yeah, well then it's, it's only a, a matter of time, isn't it? It's not a one to one thing, Chris. It's not like Dan's bizarre one in one out strategy. What if I? <laughs> what if I? Um, no, I think I could cheat the system. Look, all of these issues can be resolved by means of an algorithm. Um, so we don't need to worry about these because an algorithm will sort it. I don't. It's up to you. It's up to you because I want to leave the plop club, but I want to retain all of the rights of being a member of the plop no. club. No, <laughs> and it's up to you to work out a system for that to happen. No, if you leave plop club, then there is no deal. Um, look, look, you're going to have to get real and and offer me a proper deal on on leaving. Yeah, it's going to hurt you as much as it'll hurt Chris. More no. so, in fact. Yeah. If, if I have him. to revert to WTO rules for your plops, then damn it, I will. Well, what if I... What if, okay, rather than... Um, rather than announce plops in real time, what if I just say how many plops I've done each week? Uh, a kind of Summary? Summary? Yeah. I'm happy with that, but it will need to be independently verified. Right. <laughs> like sort of Guinness records. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't just accept your you at your word. You could say I did four plops on Tuesday, five on tu- on Wednesday. Well, I could, I could, um, but I could just be lying piece by piece, couldn't I? 
But that's harder that's to maintain. Not ideal phrasing. No, but well, it isn't. I just lie. No, it's harder to maintain because you you would forget to say plop sometimes. Right. Yeah, or but you I would. But I wouldn't need to remember. Unless you can, you could keep a log. I could just lie. You're right about this being a minefield. In which case, you might as well just do a plop. <laughs> yeah, but the the thing is, like you not, you not. No. Basically, he just doesn't want to kowtow to your rules. Then, uh, then I'm going to have to exclude you from plot club. Have you turned your ticker tape off? It just popped up, but I refused to um, <laughs> to give you the satisfaction. What if I what if I do it again? Well, you can if you want, but it's fine. I know you're not plopping right, unless you are plopping right now and you've played an amazing long game. I mean, maybe that's the next step: a live podcast plop. I mean, I'd like to try and avoid that. It seems wholly unnecessary. Look, if you if you're going to if you're going to leave Plop Club, then fine, but you need to get a replacement. I'm going to burn my bridges. <laughs> then you'll never be allowed to talk about plops again. You can't stop me. Look, if I have to come around there with a cork, then that's what I'm going to do. What I like about this is that all the other people are going to think, well, what's happened to Chris and not know? <laughs> and then maybe in a week's time they'll listen and think, oh, okay. Or maybe somebody now. will send an ambulance to your house. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna silence my phone. There we go. Right, problem solved. Yep. So did you own Barcode Battler or Barcode Battler two? No, um my fr- well, I say friend, he was a prick, but um who, who was who was he? <sighs> uh, Eric um Vintner. I don't think you knew him. He went to a different school. Is Vintner? He did actually. Yeah. Is uh, is Vintner a good uh, analogy for Brewer? Uh, well, it's not quite, I mean, is it? Mm, it's not bad. Anyway, um, Ed Brewer. Uh, <laughs> he had one, and um, he showed it to me, and obviously I was excited because I'd seen them on television. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think I might take this entire statement out of context and the pod and just how, stick it at the end. How did the game play work? So you badly you did the barcodes. You scanned it in. Yeah. But it says like because I'm looking at the Wikipedia. It says once the game itself is started, the characters battle each other. The character statistics were applied to an algorithm containing a random number generator to determine the outcome of each round in the fight. So you didn't yeah. actually like do any pressing buttons no, to kick no, and no, punch. No, you didn't control it. No, it was just automated. You had a you had your champion, and then they took on somebody else, and then uh, I, it was more like cockfighting in that sense, I suppose. Mm, it, I mean, it, I mean, I'm you saying said, this is ridiculous, but actually, it does. Seem a, like a primitive version of Championship Manager, which is a wonderful game. Well, yeah, I guess it's not a million miles away. Mm. I mean, it's it's quite a long way away, in that it's a different concept and involves supplying it with barcodes. But it does involve an algorithm. I mean, yes. So therefore, I can't argue with that statement. Yeah, I mean, it's effectively the same. It's more like Championship Manager than it is like FIFA. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but is Championship Manager more like Barco Battler or more like FIFA? Well, more like FIFA. Do you think? Yes. No, Why? I disagree. Because they're both football simulators. Mm. Okay, you may have gone a little bit too literal on this. But this I mean, is just but, numbers. But, but, 
but they are championship manager. You could you could just play completely passively, and what you had selected at the beginning would play out to not necessarily I mean, you getting spanked four hundred nil. You could even play eleven free transfer goalkeepers. Yeah, but that I mean that's the equivalent of scanning like um, a box of Kleenex. True. Do you think there's any scope for scanning barcodes to become part of another game? Like, uh, like what game? I don't know, because people have got phones now where you can scan barcodes. Yeah. Like, um, just collect, just collect points. Like Pokemon. Just, I mean, games are so pointless nowadays. Right, mm. you just have a game on your phone where you scan in barcodes whenever you and see you... a barcode and it just makes a funny noise and gives you an arbitrary number of points. And you complete the game by scanning every possible barcode that could exist. quite a few barcode-based games are on there? Android. And what are they? Uh, there's Barcode Knight, which is a dungeon crawler based on scanning barcodes. What's, What's a dungeon, a dungeon crawler? crawler? Like, you know, your standard uh, have a character, goes into dungeons, kills monsters, gets treasure... Continues to go into dungeon deeper and deeper as stuff gets harder and treasure gets better. Is this like Dungeons and Dragons? I mean, at a very basic level. Why are they? Yes. Why are they crawling? I mean, it's not a literal crawl. It's like pub crawl, which okay, admittedly <laughs> can ultimately be crawling, but at the beginning is not crawling. Okay. There's also barcode ghosts, uh, which involves collecting ghosts by scanning barcodes. That sounds very scary. What if uh, you you scanned a haunted barcode and actually got a real ghost by mistake? Uh, there is barcode game. Create your own game using barcodes. It's very unclear what that actually <laughs> is. What if you? But you could accidentally um, like create Grand Theft Auto Five and make a billion dollars. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? It would be good if you just scanned the right barcode. So let me do. Uh, help if I could spell game. Let's see what else there is. Um, the barcode game, a unique game all about manually decoding barcodes. That does sound very exciting. Uh, supermarket challenge? No, that just seems to be. Yeah, try to get the high score at the supermarket cash register by scanning barcodes. Um, yeah, there's, there's. I mean, there's not a vast number. It's not like your usual. There's 600 Chinese knockoffs of various games, but there are nonetheless uh, already a series of barcode-based games available on mobile. So sorry, Chris, you've missed out on your chance. Uh, but there's. Do none you think that we could are, like Championship Manager based? Like every time you sign no. a player, you have to scan a barcode, and it decides how good that player actually is. I mean, that sounds like a terrible idea. Wouldn't you want to know how good the player is before you sign them? Uh, well, they, mm. you have some idea, but then there are some secret stats. So sometimes you sign a player and they well, they turn out just being an arsehole and they have personal problems and, and leave the club. Go on wouldn't it make more sense to scan a barcode before the match to, and that could be used for like um, outside events like uh, a fan running onto the pitch or something? Things that aren't necessarily stat-driven. Just the exciting bonus things. Yeah, like a pigeon uh, getting in the way of the ball when it's going to into the goal or something. Or, or a dog. A dog running on the pitch. Yes. Or um, an elephant. Or um, or uh, Kevin Brown falling down a hole. Yeah, or like your, which, one of your players actually, getting injured. It actually happened. 
That's the thing that actually what? happened. A Woking player fell down a hole. Like a sinkhole. Um, well, they were playing, and they went to kick the ball, and then they just the, their legs disappeared. <laughs> and they got this uh, Victorian drainage system under the pitch, and something well, how... had given way. <laughs> and he and just how deep in. did he sink? Um, well, he only kind of... His sort of just legs went in a bit, but then they kind of kicked it a bit, and the hole got bigger, and they had to call the game off. I would have preferred that if he'd gone right down to his waist. Maybe, he, well, in that case he did. Oh, right. Well, that's good. I think that's a good story. The, do you remember the TV show, They Think It's All Over? Yes. With yes. Gary Lineker and uh, Nick Hancock. David Gower. David Gower. And, uh, Gower and Lee, Lee Hurst, who is now a gammon. Yeah. I, or, well, probably always was, to be fair. Well, yeah. Yeah. They showed it on that, the what happens next thing. What happened to What's-His-Face, um, the host? What, Nick Hancock? Well, Nick Hancock. Yeah. He still does a lot of radio comedy, and I think... I don't know if he... He didn't really do stand-up after that again, did he? But he's, uh, he does radio stuff. Did you see Mark Lamar's been done for assault and false imprisonment? Yes. That was a, a bit of a dead that. end, wasn't it? I just thought I'd mention what we were talking about celebrities that used to host panel shows and seem to have disappeared into nothingness. Think hmm. about Angus Deaton. Oh, yeah. Naughty, naughty Angus Deaton. The thing is, is that now that wouldn't, that wouldn't I, mean no, you'd have to leave a job now, would it? Absolutely no not. Care. I mean, I think the last big one like that was probably Richard Bacon. Well, that was Blue Peter, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. slightly different, isn't it? I suppose. But yeah, you're right. Now, I mean, I guess, like, Clarkson punched a man, so well, that's the next step up. I guess... But um, I mean, he did basically get promoted to a massive contract to do his own show on Amazon, so I'm not sure it was really... That sort of fits in with the Clarkson Act, though, mm. doesn't it? Whereas yeah. if he had... Um, if he frequently, like, passed judgment on... Or, like, you know, had, had that sort of superiority thing over people who punched people then maybe that would be yes. a slightly different matter that was I think that was the problem for Angus Deaton wasn't it was that then he, he was a bit smug yeah and then he he kind of he he lost that right didn't he it, but, it just mean, it just couldn't have worked really after that to to benefit the the the, the whole industry he basically invented the guest hosts yeah. thing well he didn't well, invent you know. it no <laughs> he necessitated it <laughs> yeah um, like I mean, saying yeah, Gary Gillitter invented uh, Operation Newtree, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, yeah, obviously Buzzcocks had to do the same thing, and they 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 switched to having a guest. Yeah, host. I don't think I've watched Nevermind the Buzzcocks since they did that because no, it well, it's, just... it has ended, hasn't it? How many series did it run for after that? Though it went for a couple, and uh, mm. I just after Simon Amstel left, it it wasn't very good. And uh, arguably, it wasn't actually very good when he was on there, but it was very funny. Yeah, I think. But I was... like I like Grandma's House. That's the best thing he has done. I think. I think that is excellent. Have yeah. you seen Carnage? Because Carnage is a good film. Yeah, it was okay. I um, what did I like? I can't remember it actually. Oh. His autobiography is quite good. Yeah, I've got it on my uh. Audible wish list, but it's not very many hours, so I resent using a credit for it where I could use a credit for a longer book, which is, I think, the fundamental flaw with Audible. Mm. 
Well, I mean, people don't know how long books are when you buy them normally. I suppose you Well, you could. can see how thick it is, well, can't you? if you buy it on the internet. Yes, that's I, true. Very often, I'm really disappointed if I buy well, a book and it's you, hundreds of if pages If you buy it on long. the internet, it'll have a page count. Like, you can literally just see how long it uh, is. Well, I don't, I don't go in for the details of that. No, I just think I oh, I'd like to read that book and then I think, oh, it's hundreds of pages long. I'd yeah. like a short book. Oh, no, I don't want... Well, yeah, if I'm reading a book, I want a short book. If I'm listening to it, I want a long one that will last me a few weeks because I only get two credits a month. And if they're used up within the first week of the month, how the fuck am I supposed to get to sleep? Mm. It's impossible. You could listen to this podcast. This this may well get you to sleep. It'll give me horrific dreams. <laughs> um, do we want to go back to Barcode Battler? I do. Oh, I never wanted can, to leave. Want. I, don't, I don't know that I can answer too many more of your questions, because I think I've exhausted my first-hand <laughs> knowledge we, of it. Where did we go after Barcode Battler? Um, I mean, a man there, falling there in a hole. Yeah. yeah, okay. To be fair, there wasn't really anywhere to go after Battle Barco Battler. It was kind of the, the peak of its its genre. Shall I tell you what I would like to talk about? If you like. I would like to talk about um, when listeners come on, uh, Twinkles, and how I think we need to kind of have a more of a standard plan. Like, what are we going to do? Well, like some content. Well, well maybe like... Uh, a, s- a series of questions that we ask them. Oh, we can interview them. them. Yeah, because yeah. I think we've gone entirely the wrong way. Because we have said, "Oh, why do you actually listen to us?" Yeah, and actually, I think we should take a very different view. I think we should say something like, "It's come to our attention that you have been listening to our content that we put on the internet without our express permission." Oh, and I, I see. For you, so to we're continue, not interviewing them. We're not interviewing them like a guest. We're interviewing them for a job. Like the police. We're interrogating them. Well, well, we're kind of saying you you have stolen from us because you've been listening to this. Yeah, that's true. Um, and we didn't expressly say you could. But and, then some of them have you know, paid us in gin. Yeah. Some of them have tried to pay us in virtual gin, which <laughs> is actually worse than paying nothing. It's I pretty think so. Yeah. So my thoughts are that you should say, right, if you want to continue to listen to us, you have to pass this test, and then we like have the some citizenship questions. test. Yes, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. So, who or what is Buddy Partner? Yeah, that's. And we that's, don't want we don't want to just hear it's a man with stuff up his dick. We want to know why he does it. And doesn't everybody? Want yeah, to know? and can you shed some light on what the fuck he's thinking? Yeah, they're the- yeah. they have theories on. On things. The only slight drawback is that this would disqualify Dan from having anything to do with the podcast. Um, yeah, but may- Which, maybe I mean, that's the I thing. I say drawback. The next time Dan is on is that we go through a disciplinary process. <laughs> I think he should have to take his test again, mm. like when you get too old to drive. Yeah. Well, it's not quite that, but. I mean, how many episodes has it been that he's missed now? Surely the grace period runs out and he can't be considered a host anymore. He Maybe. should have to reapply, I didn't yeah. think about it like that. But then yeah. if he fails, do you then do you then hold open auditions? Uh, you could, but the problem with that is what if one of the listeners uh, became a host, then we've got one fewer listener. And Dan, we can't count on Dan to replace that void. So... 
if we did take a listener on as Dan's permanent replacement, they would have to provide a new listener. Oh, okay. That's the only way you can uh, really one do one that. Out scheme. Yeah, and we we just can't afford to lose anymore. Yeah, I suppose that's that is true. Do you think we're stuck with Dan? Well, I don't want to say stuck with because that implies that we don't uh, respect him. But <laughs> um, lumbered, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we can still we can still plan like if we have another twinkle on, maybe Ali from Nottingham on the future Ali from Nottingham special. We I can think actually... that's a bit self-indulgent for him to be on his own special. <laughs> no, it could be like a, a roast. The roast of Ali from Nottingham. Well, he did suggest we could roast him, but I would right. feel bad. I think roasts are mean-spirited. Uh, it, it, it depends where they come from, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't really like them. They make me feel uncomfortable. Because even though the person being roasted says, uh, this is absolutely fine, I know what I signed up for, this, uh, I, I just can't apply enough self-esteem to another human being that I think that they would actually be okay. I can only project onto them and know that they're dying inside and, and really hate what's happening and think everything they're saying is true. I am worthless. We could do a roast of you, couldn't we? I practice. mean, yeah, I guess you could. Um, you could make me cry. That might be good for ratings. How would we know if you were crying? Because you'd hear me would cry. You- yeah, but no, crying is quite quiet. It's water no, in your eyes. No, not kind of wailing. Yeah, I think I think if I was roasted, it would be full on sobbing, sobbing and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's the thing I'd enjoy. Well, I mean, I but I might enjoy it. Yeah. I think it depends what. Well, you tell us the things that you're really. <laughs> I'm not giving you ammunition. <laughs> no, you like tell us subjects to avoid, right? Well, how good looking I am, um, <laughs> and how how much you respect me and and admire me. I hate to hear about that. Right. Okay. Nothing about your really long scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually very proud of that. <laughs> I was trying to eat Indian street food and my phone kept buzzing and <laughs> I kept checking it and I w- we were out with a new member of staff we were trying to you know make make him feel welcome and I just kept sobbing because people were making fun of my baggy sack and he said what's wrong boss and I was like nothing you wouldn't understand look uh, let me show you and I showed him and he said fucking hell that's long and it's like don't you start I thought you meant you showed him the phone, but okay. No, I just, oh, that would have made more sense, wouldn't it? Why didn't I do that? Right. No, I think if you if you take on a new employee, it's always good to show your testicles on the first day. Establish dominance. Well, no, I was just thinking, you know, cutting out all the the dancing around, and uh, that's not. Well, I don't. Want, I'm not going to say beat around the bush, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Why would you beat around a bush? What's that? Where's that come from? Like scare our animals or something? Yeah, I would say, like beating is a thing that people do for pheasant shooting. Okay. The beaters um so go around you're saying... whack, the whack uh, long grass and bushes and things and dogs. 
run around and it chases Oh, they don't. The I thought they whack dogs. I thought that was what you said. <laughs> no, it's, they chase the pheasants out. In a sort of mob, mob style. Yeah. So the idea is you don't beat around the bush, you beat the bush. And then the pheasants um, come out. Um. Uh, well. No, I think if you were to beat around the bush, they would. Well, then why would you say let's not do that? Um. Well, I don't know. Well, that's why I'm asking so where's yes, this come the, from? The origin of the idiom beating around the bush is associated with hunting. In yes. medieval times, hunters hired men to beat the area around bushes with sticks in order to flush out game. We've just covered this. Taking cover underneath. So, yes, that's but that's correct. But why would you discourage that? Um... If you don't beat around the bush, then you've got nothing to shoot. Maybe it's a pacifist thing. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's go home. That's not that's not what the, <laughs> that say. That's not what that saying means. It's let's not beat around the bush. Let's get on with it. But you can't get on with shooting pheasants if you haven't beaten around the bush. Unless you just open fire into. <laughs> <the> <laughs> just start shooting into the bush. Yes, maybe that's. Well, maybe, maybe that's it. it doesn't make. Maybe it doesn't make sense. One no, we. I think we've established that, but. Yeah. It upsets me when sayings like that don't make sense. The only yeah. example I can think of is the tired one about Americans saying I could care less. Okay. Yeah. But there must be other examples. So right, so beating about beating about the bush was the thing you did before you did the shooting. Yeah. So it was it was before the main thing you were there to do. But it still had to so, happen. You couldn't eliminate it altogether. I guess you could say let's stop beating around the bush and shoot this pheasant. But then what if the pheasant hasn't been you, I mean well, you at say... a certain point you're just like why why are you still the pheasants went like ten minutes ago, why are you still just like Okay, let's not continue to beat around the bush. There is a pheasant ready for shooting. That should be the full phrase. Mm. But just saying let's not beat about the bush. Uh, that doesn't necessarily imply that you have done so to a satisfactory conclusion. I mean, I suspect it's one of those things that has been corrupted and probably was originally. Let's cut to the chase. I imagine that comes from hunting as well. Well, yes, and actually, this article I'm I assumed at it was like a, a movie thing as another phrase. Like, oh, like the car sense. chase. Yeah. Do you know? Like just a sudden, like a, a smash cut mm. to the car chase. Do you know an expression that I find? It really blew my mind when I saw it written down in an American book. Is toe the line? Because there's two different versions of toe the line. Oh, like toe, like a towing a caravan, and toe like in your feet fingers. Yeah. Wow. So, so which is correct? The foot one. No, there, there's both. Well, they must mean different things, though. Uh, I th- well, I think they do. So I would say towing the line with feet fingers means let's stand in the right position so your toes meet the line. You're going to have a go. I'm going to tow the line. I'm going to have a go. I'm going to try. Oh no, I I didn't. I would have. Like it's from racing, so I'm going to compete in the race. I'm going to. I'm going to put my toes on the line. I'm going to try my best. No, I would have. um, And I think towing the line, the other one, is kind of. Kind of keeping your head down and not causing any 
nuisance. Well, no, I think I think the the feet fingers towing the line is I'm going to make sure I stand in the correct position and don't um, like go over the, it's line. the kind of thing that I would have thought would be more of a military thing. Yeah, that's where I that that's how I thought that would be. I'm gonna I'm gonna tow the line, make sure I'm standing in the correct position, in line with everybody else, and not go too far forwards or backwards, not stray from the line. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that means almost the same thing as the other one. Well, the, uh, but they do mean the same thing. Well, I've yeah. never heard of a toe the line that means a different thing. But, but they, both both spellings are present. I mean, that does happen. Mm. Well, it's, again, but it could well be I that's think, because some. Yeah, it, it could I well th- be someone's just completely misheard it, not understood because they haven't seen it written down. I thought you were going. That's why you get people taking things for granted. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were going to give us um, a, a answer. To what? Well, to which one is correct? They're, they and if they both, mean different things. They are both. Um, they're both there. They both exist. Yeah. Well. Yes. But one must yes. be wrong. So it's. Um, to you do need to know the origin, ex- don't you? To do what is expected, or to follow yeah. the established rules. Yes. Um, and said. the correct spelling is toe the line T O E. Yes, yes, that's what we said. Okay, so mm. you confirmed that we were right. This is good to know. And on that bombshell, yeah. Other uh, <laughs> phrases which were once used in the early 1800s and have the same meaning were "toe the mark" and yes. "toe the plank." Okay, so that's more naval, I guess. And both of those make sense in the context of what it means. Yeah. Well, that's, um, I mean, technically been a podcast, hasn't it? It has. Has it? I, I don't yeah. have a lot of lot of minutes on mine. Is that because I went missing so much? Yes. Yeah, there may not be any recording of anything you've said up until the most recent uh, session you've been here, but we will find that out in the edit. Yeah. Yeah. So, if I mean, if this hasn't made any sense at all, then... Uh, no change there. You're very welcome. Mm. Well, that's anyway, our I'm, brand. I'm not around for the next two weeks. We haven't uh, got. You haven't organised your replacement yet. Um, you haven't booked your leave. Like no one's signed yeah. off on that. Just get, yeah. just get one of someone no. else to do it. It's your responsible. Your your responsibility to find a, a stand-in. Oh, I can do that. I can do that. Okay, easily. well that's fine. Okay, do it. But I'm not going to be here even if I don't say you're there. Well, no. You, um, if you haven't got a stand-in, I'm going to phone the airline and say that you're a terrorist. You tell them there's a bomb on the plane. Yep. Do it in an Irish accent. That'll be old school. Did I tell you about um, when I phoned up a colleague and did an Irish accent? Um, I can't remember that you did. <laughs> was it an intentional Irish accent? Yes, it was an excellent Irish accent. It's, it just pays to check because you do have a history of accidental accents. No, I'm I'm very, very good and precise with all of my accents. Why did you do it? Were you um, trying but... to trick him into doing his South African accent? No, that's not a colleague, that's a supplier. Right, okay. Important differentiation. Yes, so my colleague... Um, had bought a car but he'd been flirting with a Peugeot garage before he bought a different make of car and they right. kept phoning him up to tell him about offers they had on Peugeots to try and make him buy one Okay. and he was getting really cross with them because they were phoning very frequently and he would just every time he said no, I've bought a Vauxhall I don't want a Peugeot right. he'd hang up and say those fucking twats have phoned me again so I was working at home, and another colleague told me to phone him up and pretend I was from Peugeot. Right. So I phoned him up 
and put on an Irish accent and said, oh, hello, uh, I just want to tell you about some fantastic offers we got on Peugeot's at the moment. <laughs> and he said, no, I'm not interested. You phoned me up a few times before. I've told you already, I've bought a Vauxhall Astra. I don't want to buy a Peugeot now, thank you. And I said, oh, okay, I'm sorry about that. Well, uh, I'll just take you off all this so you won't get any more phone calls. But first, can you just do one thing for me? And I thought at this point that he knew it was me and uh, he had rumbled me. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, can you just shove your Vauxhall up your cunt? <laughs> so, he then, so he said, nice, and hung up. And I thought, that's really funny. He knew that was me. And then I thought, but then he didn't respond on our online chat thing. He didn't like say, very funny, Graham, well done. So I thought, oh, he might have gone to the boss and told on me. <laughs> so I said, so I, I had to go and say to him, oh, it was it was Stu, he told me to do it. Uh, but it turns out he had then announced to the room that fucking Persia had just sworn at him and called and told him to shove his Vauxhall up his cunt, and he was about to phone them back and complain. Uh, so we had to come clean. So, yeah. Well, thank you for that. And to my knowledge, he has not done that yet. But he probably will. Right. So anyway, that's why I don't. I will never buy a Peugeot, because their staff are very rude. Mm. Well, I think on that bombshell, uh, we should end the episode. Good plan. Um, yeah, well... we've just, just about notched it up. Um, have obviously, as we've established, Chris will not be with us uh, ever again if he doesn't arrange a replacement for yeah. himself while he's away. We're already one man down. Oh, get a locum now, it's easy. And apparently Dan is, is just never moving back into his house. I think he's just living in his aunt and uncle's basement now. I assume he's in a cupboard under the stairs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And they're, they're refusing to let him go to Hogwarts. Uh. <laughs> Right, I'm just putting the call There's out to ask my understudies. Okay, well, so yeah, we will uh, we will be back next week uh, with or without uh, stand-in, Chris. Correct, Amundo. Do you remember uh, when? Um, goodbye, everybody. Do you remember when James Bond films always at the end had like James Bond will be back in? So, so you the want next one. Chris will return in episode one hundred and fifty-three. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I mean, you could do it in a dramatic voice now, if you like. No, you did it fine. Okay. You could do it in your Irish voice. Chris will return in episode 150, cunt. <laughs> oh, he's so crude. <laughs>